0: Is your Christmas tree spying on you and your family?
1: Mm.
0: How exactly does Santa know who's been naughty and who's been nice? Answers to these questions and more on this episode of This Paranormal Paranormal Life. Life. Hey! Welcome back to the podcast. You're listening to This Paranormal Life, the paranormal podcast where every week we dissect a different paranormal tale, case or claim and get to the bottom of whether it is truly paranormal or not. As always, you're joined by myself, Professional Paranormal Investigator Kit, and this guy across the table from me, Professional Paranormal Investigator Rory Powers. How's it going, everyone? This is the podcast where we ask the big questions. As Mm -hmm. stated in the
1: intro, when you're putting that little angel up on the tree, Mm -hmm. take a closer look at his little face, all right? Are those two little beady eyes or those two little, little camera lenses? High
0: definition lenses. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Glaring back at you and your family trying to find out all your secrets.
0: It just kind of dawned on me, you know, it's like what, you know, we all install these things in our houses every year. We're talking every house in the Western Hemisphere for like a month. Seems pretty convenient, don't you? And then you, you think? wrap it up with wires
1: and plug it into a wall.
0: Yeah, think yeah. You're like that. juicing that thing up. They're like, oh, you got to make, you got to make it look nice. Oh yeah, yeah. Just, just plug it into the wall for sure. Plug yeah. it into the mains,
1: into the grid. Because <laughs> I got secrets, all right. And the secret is I've always been naughty, but the big man in red doesn't know that shit. I'm trying to keep that, keep me off Good the list. Good thing we're
0: not saying that on air. Yeah, of, co- of course. I don't think he's a fan. I don't think Santa listens to this paranormal life never supported me in his goddamn life. Um, As always, we've got a fresh uh, paranormal tale for you. Um, So let's just jump right in. This one comes courtesy of our listener, Louisa. Thank you so much for sending this in. It's 1725 in Ireland. We are deep in the Dublin mountains. It's dark. It's stormy. The wind and the rain are battering one Mr. William Connolly and the men walking with him. William Connolly was the Speaker of Irish Parliament at the time, a man of great power and wealth in Irish society. Connolly stops in his tracks. Here! Here is where we will build the lodge! But sir, we can't build here. There's a cairn here! Are there pirates in the mountains? To hell with it. They're dead. No one remembers the people who were buried here anyway. You see, the site they were standing on, the cairn they call it, was an ancient burial site in the Dublin mountains. The early inhabitants of Ireland were buried there in stone tombs like this. I'm going to show you a quick example so you get the idea of what what a cairn might look like.
1: Okay. All right, this is just a big hole. It's just a big hole surrounded by rocks.
0: I'm not trying to be disrespectful. No, disrespecting it. Listen, you're going to want to see what happens to Connolly in this story because it might be happening to you later on, all right? Well,
1: I couldn't care less, Kate. to be frankly. Bring on the curses. Thank you,
0: thank you. You know what, the curse is lifted (laughs) for that. The ancient inhabitants of Ireland were uh, first class comics. They appreciate that. Oh, I forgot about this picture. Here's like some ancient cool runes that are uh, inscribed on there. Lead with that. I mean, I wouldn't have said it was a shitty pile of rocks if you'd shown me these, these crazy fossils. Pretty cool though, right? Yeah, that's badass. So this is what Connolly was I do just. care now, I care a lot. The men yelled through the wind, but sir, why can't we build literally anywhere else? We're in the wilderness after all. You could build this lodge anywhere here. Silence! Either help clear this site or f off back to Dublin. Who's with me? And so the men commenced building Connolly's stone hunting lodge and destroying the ancient Celtic burial site all at the same time. They even used stones from the cairn itself to build the new walls. So, so bad. They even took a nearby standing stone, as they're called, which is a huge rock monolith with lost and ancient meaning, and they used it as a support in the fireplace in the lodge. Where the burning is? Yeah. Awful. When it was finished, William Connolly called it Mount Pellier, and as the storm beat down on the newly laid roof of the lodge, They thought the bad weather would pass, giving way to peaceful sunny days. But when you rip up an ancient burial ground, the rain doesn't stop. And four years later, in 1729, the roof of the lodge was ripped off by a storm. And that same year, Connolly died. The locals said it was no coincidence that Connolly and his men had cursed the lodge by allowing the cairn to be destroyed, and that the devil himself ripped off that roof. But with Connolly gone, what would become of this lodge? Years passed, no one wanted to touch it for obvious curse-related reasons. Of course. But what if there was someone interested in the lodge's controversial history? Someone who wasn't scared away by this curse, but actually intrigued? In 1737, Mount was taken over by one Richard Parsons, first Earl of Ross an unusual man, not only because he was the grand master of the Freemasons' Grand Lodge of Ireland. Now I assume this guy's
1: got the best intentions here. He's gonna come in, he's gonna return it back to its former state so the spirits can rest. Maybe keep a part of the lodge up so they can go and chill and have ghost beers if they want.
0: But maybe even turn it into some kind of historical site where people can come and learn about the ancient cairns of Ireland in a respectful fashion. This is nuts because even in the 1700s in Ireland, Richard Parsons had visited ancient... Well, he hadn't visited ancient Egypt. (laughs) (laughs) He actually traveled backwards in time. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. (laughs) He had visited Egypt, where he claimed to have recovered lost Dionysian scrolls stolen from the Library of Alexandria before it was burned down. He believed that the Freemasons go back in history, even further than Christianity, to an ancient cult called the Dionysian Architects. Ooh, As you can tell, Parsons was far removed from the conservative Christian society of Ireland at the time. He was known as a rebel, a libertine, a nihilist. A nihilist don't really believe in anything, so what interest did he have in Mount Pellier? First order of business, he changed the name and called it the Hellfire Club. God damn it, you had one chance to turn this thing around. And their mascot was a black cat. That was the emblem you could see everywhere. There's more there's I don't know. There's more intimidating things than that. Mm, that's what you think. Then a little pussy
1: cat, then a black kitten. Like, uh, Hellfire Club.
0: Listen, you should know this as an expert in the paranormal, black cats are universally known as symbols of curses, bad luck, crossing a black cat. That's instant death in the world of the paranormal.
1: Yeah, but if I was walking down an alleyway and saw a black cat opposed to the creature on the powers family crest mm. uh, the body of a walrus with the head and legs of a spider
0: yeah it's then disgusting. i disgusting it's horrific not only scary but disgusting
1: it goes with our family motto which is cowardice prevails the powers away and here we stand i don't
0: know what that means in relation to the walrus spider but i think um, it's
1: just like turn and run from anything that scares you
0: yeah i guess you've got eight legs you can run pretty fast <laughs> yeah we're all quite hefty gentlemen as well. I wouldn't have got it tattooed on my chest, uh, like for sure. Well, you're not
1: part of the family, so it makes sense. I guess that makes sense. In
0: fact, all of your tattoos are some reference to this. That one just says run for cover. Yeah. You, on your knuckles, it just says scared always. Yeah, it didn't even fit. I had to put a couple letters on each knuckle. <laughs> and the Hellfire Club basically became the home for evil of all kinds. From drinking, gambling, sex, and blasphemy through to black masses, sacrifice, and even murder, and playing pranks on the local priests. To give you an idea of what kind of mad bastards we're dealing with here, apparently the drink of choice wasn't beer nor wine. They drank theme. whiskey mixed with hot butter. Oh, that's not as sinister as I thought. Pretty gross though. Whiskey mixed with hot butter? What were you thinking it would be? Literally skull dust and whiskey. (laughs) What did you call it? Skull theme. Skull theme. I yeah, that, or that. or
1: like a whiskey drunk from a a skull or something skull nah, related. Whiskey and butter.
0: That sounds pretty nice, actually. Sounds chill. like bulletproof coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds very modern. It said that at every Hellfire Club meeting, despite all the debauchery and chaos, they would always leave one seat free just in case the devil himself ever decided to show up. it said that one horrible night at the Hellfire Club, the members were all sitting around, swearing probably, gambling and drinking, when they heard a knock at the door. One of them answered, opening the door to find a man who, who hadn't been to a meeting before, but they invited him in. He said, "'What about a game of cards, gentlemen?' They oblige, they sit down. One member deals the cards across the table, takes a sip of the skull theme as they look at their cards, moving them around. One of the members drops one on the floor. You know, Butterfingers on account of all the butter and whiskey. <laughs> of course. Drunk from the whiskey, slippery from the butter. It was mostly slipping and sliding around that place. It it's the ultimate car crash drink. And while leaning down to pick up his card, he looks up next to him to see that this visitor doesn't even have feet at all no. but who oh my god the man raises his head in shock to say something but before he can utter a word the man disappears in a burst of flames
1: <laughs> so the secret's out <laughs> like even if he was going to say something <laughs> or maybe it just like happened and they're like what the hell was that and the devil's like oh my god i don't know what that was that was
0: crazy oh you mean oh no it, so the devil disappeared Oh, the, N- De- I'm like, the, <laughs> guy. the dude
1: just disappeared. No, no, no. De- was
0: like, I don't know. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, well, all we know is that's never happened in the history of the club until you showed up. Hooves. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we please just get on with the game, gentlemen.
1: Anyway, I've got twenty-one aces. Lace them all on the table like
0: uh i think you win because we're all afraid to say no also you've got horns now that i think about it yeah another legend goes that a local priest growing more and more frustrated with the satanic practices of the hellfire club had had enough i mean can you imagine you're you know like a quiet parish priest in 1700s ireland and then all of a sudden a hellfire club opens like normally you just have to deal with confessions you know jimmy down the street is cheated on his wife or whatever you've got to console him um some little kid has stolen sweets from the local shop you've got to you know listen to his confession you've now got a hellfire club opened up where borderline the devil is going for whiskey yeah i wonder how bad it has to get before You know, you're in
1: confession and you're like, "Uh, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. You're like, I've Mm. I've opened up a hellfire club (laughs) Uh, last night. The devil was there. um, Wow. And we were drinking uh, whiskey out of a human skull. And then you're waiting for forgiveness. But instead, the priest's hand just comes through the wall and grabs you by the neck.
0: At what point is something you've done too much the priest just like initiates uh jackie chan movie level fight right there in the church yeah
1: kicks open the the door to the booth he's got a super soaker full of holy water and he's just like poof, hosing you down at like an industrial le- level you're blasted through the wall you're slipping and sliding because you're drunk off your ass and you've got buttery feet
0: the devil's got your back so he just poof appears out of nowhere <laughs> throws you a demonic sword to fight him with <laughs> jesus appears out of nowhere throws the priest, a holy sword, two of them in fact. He's jewel wielding. <laughs> then he like does a cool flip of the swords and does the neo taunt. Uh huh. Of and course. Then you hear the- yeah, the standard early two thousands action movie yeah. music. Hundred percent.
1: The priest is throwing the like communion wafers like shuriken. Like
0: they're running along like the walls of the of the church, like uh Cratchit Tiger Hidden Dragon style. Exactly. At oh. each other. Yeah, that would be a good movie.
1: That'd be a great movie.
0: Yeah, so the priest is mad. That's that's as far as we got in reality. So he storms up the hill, up, up the Dublin uh, mountains, to try and end this club once and for all. Try and maybe break through to these guys. Just go, don't you see? Don't you see? You're on the path to hell. This can never end well. You're going to burn for an eternity. Hoping he can reach these guys on a human level. And as he bursts open the front door, he sees a horrifying sight. These men are standing around sacrificing a black cat. Oh! The priest runs over, pushes them away, yelling. He grabs the cat and immediately, pretty much like in our movie just now, starts exercising this thing using like the Holy Cross, using the power of God. The cat? And the legend goes that in that very moment, a demon
1: burst out of the cat's body and fled. I mean, either way, like even if there was no demon in the cat, and if you're like leave the cat alone run over grab the cat and you're like shaking the cat like waving a cross in its face you'd still be like he was possessed by a demon he was mad he was scratching my face <laughs> he, he was like
0: pissing everywhere yeah it's like you're scaring are, the cat cats are debatably always possessed yeah
1: yeah what you should have done is slowly approach the cat then give him a little pet yeah and maybe like some snacks and then take him home in a little
0: papoose. There, We won't get into it now, but I guess there's also the possibility that with this story, the priest was somewhat biased in what he witnessed the men doing to the cat. Maybe yeah. they were petting the cat. I don't know. <laughs> it's a good point. Yeah, it was like their mascot. <laughs> and if that isn't bad enough for you, there's at least one story of them sacrificing a human person with dwarfism. That's right. They sacrificed a human dwarf. Terrible. But... Part of the problem with the story of the Hellfire Club is that fact and fiction are blended almost seamlessly in the written reports about it. I'll give you a good example of that. So we know that at one point, a portion of the club building went on fire. We just know that as historical record. But written records from the 1700s state that it was because of any of the following reasons. One, an accident. Two, the club members wanted to make the building look quote, even more hellish. (laughs) So they set fire to it, or my personal favorite explanation was that someone... In all the drinking butter whiskey, one of the members spilled a drink over the coat of Thomas Whaley, a.k.a. Thomas Burnchapel Whaley. And so he allegedly poured brandy over this man and set him on fire, Okay, which set fire to the building. Well, he has burn in his name, so
1: I feel like you know what you're doing if you piss off this guy.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's like if you spill a drink on like Jimmy Stabby Smith. <laughs> yeah. It's like, for sure, Run run as fast as He sets you on
1: fire and then stabs you to death. (laughs) Uh, They all still love fire, obviously.
0: Any one of those is the real story and it's kind of up for interpretation that way. But despite this blending of truth and fiction, some of the story is plainly true. For example, one member, Henry the Fourth Baron Barry of Santry, murdered at least two of his servants. That's down on record. He set one of them on fire when they were sick on their, in like, Bed bound. In the in the building? Probably oh. in his own house or something like that. Oh,
1: so he's just a dickhead.
0: And then another one, he just stabbed to death. Um, and because he was rich as all hell, he didn't even do any time. Back in those days, you just took the boat to England and no one ever found you. That's so all we got here. We never talk about why we left. Isn't that right, Kit? Bernie Greer? So we do know that for fact, at least one of the Hellfire Club members was a serial killer. And not just that, but down the road was the Steward's House. This is another building built by William Connolly, the original guy who pissed off the ancient ancestors. He built this house as well, just down the road from the Hellfire Club. And so, after the Hellfire Club went on fire for a while, the club members needed to meet somewhere else. So they chose the Steward's House. This is kind of where it gets pretty paranormal, because since then, there have been a ton of ghost sightings there. The thing with the Hellfire Club is that it's more or less decommissioned. It's totally, like, out of use. It's a ruin these days. Yeah. So there's not going to be so many ghost sightings because, well, no one's living there or staying there. Burn it down, move on. I hear you, brother. The Steward's House, I believe, ran as a kind of popular destination, place of business that you could visit for a long time. I think up until the early 2000s and since then it's been a private residence. But all through the 70s and 80s, there was a ton of ghost sightings. And we're talking mainly black cats wandering the corridors with like flaming red eyes, and even the ghost of the dwarf supposedly murdered by the club members.
1: What do they do? Do they freaking try and scream, or are they running around like crazy?
0: I think they're just running around the place. Yeah, I don't think they're like giving any specific instructions to anyone or nothing. Yeah. Uh, Especially the cats because they can't talk. (laughs) Rub my belly. (laughs) What? Rub my belly, mortal. <laughs> Feed me, mortal. What ghost cat? Food? Any cat food? <laughs> Why are you
1: able to talk, but you still want cat things? It's really confusing. Silence. I need to shit. Get me some. Litter. <laughs> like a regular dog shows up. Oh my God! Get it! Get him out! Get him out of here! You have flaming eyes and you're an omnipotent cat lord. I'm friends with Satan. I'll get Satan down here. <laughs> Satan comes down. A bigger cat. What's going on? <laughs> Jesus, is that a dog? I told them to get rid of it. F***! why would you call me into this
0: that was why I had to leave heaven you know (laughs) they got dogs (laughs) Jesus was a dog guy of course Jesus was a dog
1: and suited to your schedule. We're saying they
0: can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot. And whatever it is, get it off
1: your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash Paranormal Life.
0: And these sightings of ghosts were so frequent during the 60s and 70s, that the RTE, uh, for anyone outside of Ireland, this is the National Broadcasting Service of Ireland, they produced a documentary segment on the Steward's House. And in 1971, a breakthrough occurred. A plumber working in the house uncovered a skeleton believed by some to be a sacrificed victim of the Hellfire Club.
1: Wow. Wait,
0: at the original house or the Steward's? Steward's house. Wow. Because as I say, problem with the Hellfire, It's all burned down. It's all gone. I mean, there's just bricks. Just stones. But the steward's house is still standing. Ghost sightings. Skeleton in the closet. Literally. And this takes us more or less up to the present day. It's still unknown just how much of the Hellfire Club's history is legend versus reality. But one thing has been verified in very recent years. In 2016, Archaeologists were excavating the site of the Hellfire Club, knowing the legend that there was a cairn underneath it. Mm. And they discovered this wasn't just the site of a regular cairn or burial site, but a full-blown passage tomb similar to that at Newgrange. They expect that under the ground is a long stone passageway leading to a massive burial chamber at least 5,000 years old. Jesus Christ. And I believe to this day they're still kind of working on it in the hopes that William Connolly didn't destroy the whole thing back in 1725 when he I, built the hellfire club. I bet club. those.
1: I bet that bastard knew about it. It's like one of those those people who buys a house and then it's like, oh, there's a nuclear bunker in the garden. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, this place is just teeming with oil. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I bought it off that old gullible lady for a for a button. And he's like, oh, thanks, little Miss Thatcher, for the land. Oh, I'm just going to, I think I might put some flowers up here in the back garden. Shunk, poof, <laughs> like oil just
0: explodes out of the back. He's like, oh, fiddle-dee-dee, I'm a billionaire now. It seems definitely super coincidental that he would pick this underground burial site it's not valuable in the way that oil or gold is so why would he pick it other than for supernatural reasons
1: yeah i guess until we know what is down there or what was down there Mm. in those tombs we'll never know because it's quite an egyptian thing to bury yourself surrounded by your riches yeah with your servants
0: yeah i don't think irish kings are really known for that they might have had a little bit of coin yeah a little bit of drip a little bit of ice, but uh, we're talking mainly just like a nice sword or something.
1: Yeah, I think in, in the history around Ireland, whatever luxuries people had in life, they squandered. They squandered before they died. Listen, Usually that's
0: how they died. Let's just be honest. People are mostly cashing in their riches for whiskey and hot butter. Long before they ever died. Exactly. <laughs> they either died from
1: drinking too much whiskey and hot butter or died trying to rock someone and take their
0: whiskey butters. There wasn't a lot of luxury going on. And that was actually a lot of the time we spent in Ireland before coming to England for <laughs> undisclosed murderous reasons.
1: Exactly. What are, the, what are these
0: drinks called? Skull? Skull teens. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds like the sound of that. We should find a skulltine recipe and post it on our socials for everyone to enjoy this christmas that's not a bad idea that would be kind of cool we're gonna have them at the live shows february 8th oh that's right little skull glasses for everyone
1: <laughs> it turns everyone murderous they start <laughs> cracking each other over the head in the front row there's like one dude watching the show at one point i dropped the mic i lean down see his hooves <laughs> i'm like oh f-.
0: you look down at the guest list l usifer <laughs> But enough from me. I've presented you with a wild ride of Irish, devilish, and satanic shenanigans. But now I put it to you. From this burial ground curse to the devil visitation through to ghost sightings at Stewart House, do they make the Hellfire Club a paranormal story?
1: These stories are always pretty interesting because of how strongly they're linked to historical events. Yeah. When it comes to like a building that where an organization like the Freemasons uh, operated... I mean, that's not that's not necessarily paranormal, but it is fact Mm -hmm. like all of these groups and organizations can be traced back to these buildings. As you said, there were skeletons found uh, in the area. There's records of all these horrible things happening. What I need to happen is for this podcast to support us financially Mm -hmm. enough that we can make these trips, these wild, wild grand trips I'm talking first class flights to Dublin. I don't know if that exists. We may have to do like a, a layover in like Miami, then go back to Dublin. First class. Right.
0: And then the layover might take a few days, let's yeah. say.
1: We hang out in LA for a bit. Five star hotels. You five said, star that. Restaurants. You said
0: that. Miami first time. Well, we'll, do a, we'll
1: do another layover then oh, in LA. I'm fine with that paris berlin all the way do a lap of the most paranormal cities on the globe and end up in dublin
0: um and then just
1: across from where we started
0: and then ideally yeah be driven chauffeur driven to the door of the hellfire club ruins yeah we briefly take off our sunglasses for a split second to verify whether it's paranormal or not then get back in the car because there is champagne on ice in there
1: yeah i don't want to touch anything either I'm going to make that abundantly clear. Someone can touch it for me. Or I'll wear gloves, but I'm not going to touch anything. Or speak to anyone, actually. We
0: get to the door of of the Hellfire Club.
1: Driver, won't you get out and check if it's paranormal or not? He's like, I've heard the legends. You guys are worse. You're worse than everyone that ever lived here. Shut up! (laughs) Make me another butter whiskey. He's like, I really wish I didn't sign the contract that means they're allowed to hit me. (laughs) In hindsight, that was a silly thing to do. I thought, why would they ever hit
0: me? And they... Hit me every moment since then. And we're tanking butter whiskeys like it's water just moths just covered in butter. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like a shame to
1: be so close to the source of a paranormal story and yet so far away. I hear you. Uh, Especially when, you know, we grew up in Northern Ireland. You know, we lived near, this sounds mad, we, we lived near castles. Yeah. You know, there were ghost tours and legends around where we grew up right hell down in dublin is where i had my first paranormal experience where i saw the creature down by the parks i'm sure like we can get into it now if we have time i know we're quite no close we to don't
0: conclusions no 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 we don't no no. no. i don't know why you assumed that we would have time. if, I, if we just had one time i could say that what i saw I think, and, and my brother saw I it as well and there been, was a number of us actually I think there we've been recording for like like two hours or something nuts, okay. dude so Honestly, any other time, I'd love to come right back to it, but i just love to do it, but we've just been recording right. for so long. Cool, cool. I get it. Cool. Yeah. I mean, live please, show? I don't even know if we... Uh... What live show? You let me do it at the live show? Look, I know the live shows run pretty tight, but you know, if between getting everyone in the door, getting everyone to their seat, getting, you know, getting the... the investigation underway time for advertisements refreshments so a lot if of things if in all of that we have enough time for this totally inconsequential story then yeah fine you just know there's going to be enough time and I'm like oh my god okay so i was
1: down in dublin i look in the front row and l lucifer is just putting his finger across his throat going shh like uh i saw nothing wow Way to waste everyone's time, Rory. That was really worth it, I bet. Yeah, I. I sorry for wasting everyone's time. And he's just nodding approvingly. <laughs> <laughs> Bursts into smoke. Yeah, it's so close by. It seems like such a shame that we can't go there ourselves right now. But possibly in the future, we can.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's a pity we can't get there. I think the issue with this tale is that there's quite a lot going on. There's a bit of a mix-up here of causation versus correlation. Mm. So we have an ancient burial site. That's pretty paranormal. Yeah. And we've someone come across that and build a lodge on top of it. Lodges aren't very paranormal. No. There's a correlation there that makes us feel like there's got to be some meaning why he built it there, and that would somehow infer that the lodge has now become paranormal. We can't prove that to be the case. Now, we look forward into the future of that society, the Hellfire Club that established there, they did lots of weird f***ed up things. Let's assume that they sacrificed cats, maybe even a person. Very occult. We definitely know that two people were murdered by one of the members of the Hellfire Club. Very bad, very weird, very occult. Might have had paranormal things in mind, but those actual occurrences aren't paranormal. On the other hand, we've got mentions of the devil showing up. Mentions of the ghosts of black cats wandering the halls of Stewart House. That's probably as close as we get to this thing being definitively paranormal. But when I researched this, part of the problem people had was, like I said, you're living in a very conservative time in Ireland, very Christian society. And there was so much invested in the local community in wanting to disgrace these people, wanting to turn the community against them, the priests not wanting them to be there. Yeah. That any small thing they did, that if they did sacrifice a cat, if they did kill someone, I mean, can you imagine the rumors that would spread to inflate that into something even bigger and more satanic? People would kind of believe anything at that point. Which is mad because, I mean,
1: murder should be enough to turn anyone off a group. But to think that that wasn't even enough and they had to be like, yeah, they were murdering a guy to turn him into a demon.
0: Yeah, well, that pissed everyone off. Whenever there's a murder in society, you kind of want to know why they did it. And these days, it's kind of the cop out that we're comfortable with as a society to say that someone's sick in the head man that's why they did it yeah let's lock them up but there's something a lot creepier and more paranormal about the idea of someone who's very intelligent rich and successful who's just dark and twisted and maybe even in communication with the devil and that's the reason why they did it but as always this is a lot of chat and At the end of every This Paranormal Life podcast, we have to decide whether something's definitively paranormal or not. If you have to come down to a conclusion, what are you saying?
1: Look, this is a story coming from a time where myth and fact coexisted. Those realms were blurred significantly. You know, we are one story away from the Hellfire Club summoning a dragon to burn down the town. And unfortunately, because this is edging so much towards myth rather than fact...
0: For me this week, it's going to be a no. On the case of whether this is paranormal or not, I think it's a no until we get to go there ourselves. I'm pretty interested in doing that. Hell, I'm going to try a butter whiskey tonight. That's right. Call to our listeners. Everyone leave a seat free. Uh, and then if someone shows up tonight, let us know. Can you imagine if you like make your butter whiskey, you got your cat ready to go, a whole
1: deck of cards and some cigars leave the seat there and you're like here we go it's gonna be a wild night and like jesus shows up and you're like oh uh do you want a cigar he's like no i don't smoke of course probably don't drink either do
0: ya? who were you expecting (laughs) (laughs) oh no one no one big guy Why, Uh, why don't you just take a seat why don't you just take a seat oh really i have to be going actually tell me why did you leave a seat free at the table uh i thought my mom would be coming by for dinner i have a
1: quote here that you said earlier james oh can't wait to kill this cat and sesh with a demon
0: yeah i think that was a that's a bit i i'm trying to stand up that's a bit i'm working on yeah not funny then well actually i've got the devil right here and he says you were waiting for him
1: the (laughs) devil walks in I'm sorry,
0: James, the gig is up. (laughs) Hey, what's more evil than turning a Satanist against himself? But what I will say about this case, this is one of the most genuinely violent and evil, which is kind of cool, even if it's not paranormal. These guys are truly dedicated to the cause of all things nefarious. Hope you enjoyed this investigation. If you have any of your own thoughts about the Hellfire Club or you want to do some investigation on the ground there, if you're in the Dublin Mountains area, send in your thoughts to this paranormal life Podcast at gmail.com. You can always reach us on socials, twitter.com forward slash thisparalife, facebook.com forward slash thisparanormallife. There's always a secret society where people are getting down to the nitty gritty of paranormal memes week in, week out. And that's on Facebook. Just search secret society, but keep it on the down low, please. It's a very select group of a couple thousand people. It was... Built on the remains of
1: a meme page. And has since forth been cursed by the internet
0: gods. And we would be remiss if we didn't mention our first ever live show. Hey Rory's making a lot of promises here. Uh promises he probably can't keep given that I'm gonna be there too, about telling the story of um his Dublin whatever the i f-
1: I don't um, need to keep it, bro. I just need to sell tickets. <laughs>
0: too you're real gonna,
1: they're gonna show up to a, like an empty room and like wasn't the show
0: supposed to start now the doors lock behind them that's right we're having our first ever live show february 8th the vaults in waterloo crescent theater thanks to vault festival gotta be real with you not many tickets left yeah so if you want to go if you're in the london area if you're commutable distance to the london area in february hell if you want to fly first class from miami via la via berlin via tokyo head on over to the like the vault festival website
1: yeah or we've been tweeting it at this power life on twitter we've been posting it on facebook it's not hard to find guys if you want to pick up the very few remaining tickets to the live show it's going to be a night to forget
0: last of all As always, we don't run ads on the podcast. The only way to support This Paranormal Life is through our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash This Paranormal Life. From as little as two bucks a month, you can get access to shout outs, bonus episodes every month, merchandise, and more, as well as just a general community of cool people who are supporting the podcast. It makes the entire show possible. We've been running amazingly for like a year and a half now, and it's all powered through the Patreon. So we really can't thank everyone enough on there who helps us do that and if you do want to help the podcast that's the way to do it exactly this this whole thing is a machine a machine called
1: a human all right and the podcast that's the that's the the skeleton Mm. me and kit we're the uh the penis and balls
0: where are you going with this analogy
1: the patreon the blood okay and the paranormal everything else that's the
0: force from star wars exactly that runs through everything keeps our heart beating the blood balls and skeleton
1: soundcloud our left nipple (laughs) itunes the right my elbow
0: go on twitter
1: okay (laughs) and facebook's my ass you didn't
0: study biology did you no and at the end of every podcast, we like to shout out the folks who have been helping us on Patreon. So here are some of your names. Here we are, let's go. Thank you to Momo Chi.
1: You know what they say, Momo Chi, Momo problems. But that isn't the case because the more we get of Chi, the better things get. Thanks for contributing to the This Paranormal Life Patreon. We are so grateful. Arigato,
0: Momo-san.
1: Thank you also to Adam Miner Adam's a little meaner than your usual guy who's usually pretty nice but the good thing about being friends with adam is you you can point him in the direction you want him to be mean or
0: yeah he's pretty reliable like that pretty reliably mean
1: yeah and he's like a chain chomp you just hold on to his leash and he's just going at anyone yeah, that you yeah, even
0: point yeah. him in the direction of we should point him in the direction of a therapist probably <laughs> that's a
1: really good idea because i hate therapists
0: mine at least so thanks adam thank you also to mike ball turn up the mic and let's have a ball B-b-ball. that's right i don't care if you're small or tall in
1: this shopping mall we're gonna brawl and mike's first up me versus
0: mike bare knuckles bare knuckles bare ass no no one's said mike the is, way they did mike in the is olden days turned up fully clothed i'll tell you that Shit,
1: it's just
0: me then they don't have some shorts he punches you in the dick <laughs> Oh! <laughs> I appreciate that low blow, Mike. That's brave. Thank you also to Lauren O'Toole. Lauren O'Toole? More like Lauren O'Ghoul.
1: <laughs> half human, half ghost. She was decapitated, but only her head went to the afterlife. Jesus. Lauren's body remains, but O'Ghoul, her head now floats around her orbiting like a small sun. And so it's pretty impressive. Wow, that's a bum deal. Yeah, we should really investigate her. But in the meantime, thank you, Lauren. Yeah. I don't know how you're making money as a half ghoul, half woman. But damn, fair play. We appreciate it. Thank you also to Richard Willis. Will, Will, Will. It's Richard. (laughs) who decided to show his face once again. I had a fight scheduled for Richard, actually. Bare knuckle, bare assed. And this coward showed up fully clothed and ready to go.
0: Don't you think there's there's a pattern being established here that no one's getting the memo about the bare ass? I tell everyone, bare-knuckled implies no, doesn't. everything doesn't. else is no, bare. Doesn't. No, it doesn't. It just doesn't. So so Richard's done nothing wrong, basically. Well,
1: he kicked my ass. So I, did, did I deserve right. that?
0: Yeah, absolutely you did. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> so thanks, Richard, for that. And thanks, lastly, but not leastly, to lee tudsbury i knew a farmer once called lee spudsbury
1: any relation
0: huh. yeah well this guy's uh, profile pic on patreon is just a straight up potato so probably wow that's really and is there's money in that well
1: potatoes <laughs> yeah i mean look i don't know a lot about farming so
0: i mean i don't know if he grows them or if he paints artisanal potatoes yeah but um Yeah, a lot of money in both those things, actually. Fair enough. Well, you know what? Good luck with the potatoes.
1: Thank you for giving us a small slice of your potato fortune. Mm. Uh, We appreciate it immensely.
0: And thanks to everyone who supported us on Patreon. If you haven't heard your shout out just yet, that's probably because it's coming up. Uh, We're getting there. But it's worth saying that if you have been a patron for a long time, you haven't heard your name, we try our best, but we might have missed it. Uh, do just let us know and we will get right to it. But thank you for listening to this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week with another brand new Christmas paranormal tale. Ho, ho, ho. Remember to live Live fast, fast, investigate,
1: investigate, and die young. I'm going to party when this is done. I might just rage in my bedroom.
0: You told me you wouldn't party.
1: That I wouldn't not OD. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS.